since the process has started, since the, plan, the, the mayor has rolled out his plans, the community groups that would effectively cut this level of violence have not been funded. So here's what I would do. One, I would declare a state of emergency. Just like we recognize the opioid crisis in America, we need to recognize that homicides in Philadelphia are at epidemic levels. Two, we need to work with the police department to put more folks on and much more diversified population. Three, we need to have a program that represents behavioral health, job training, et cetera, similar to the, um, the, the program started by Benny Swan, curfew centers, and we also need to use technology. In St. Louis, of all places, you can use an app in your house to identify where live shooting is occurring and have the police department respond immediately. All these things are available and seen in other cities across America. That was State Senator Anthony Hardy Williams, a candidate for mayor of Philadelphia. I'm Flood the Drummer, and this is Drumming for Justice. It's Wednesday, May 15th, 2019. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. On Monday evening, the three mayoral candidates stood before television cameras and shared their views on issues ranging from safe injection sites in public schools to the efficacy of the Maverick District Attorney and which grade the police commissioner deserves. At times, the debate was combative. Two days later, the city is still talking about the event and more so questioning who won it. So I wanted to talk about it, too. But I wanted to discuss the mayor's race overall and the unmet expectations of Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kinney, who appears likely to win re-election. So joining me for conversation is Ike Raw, man of the people. The mayor talked about cutting services. I don't know what service he's talking about. If you go outside this building today, you're going to find a pothole with your name established to it. If you go to a public school, you're going to find an asbestos-filled building attached to it. He's booking $360 million in surpluses for a rainy day funding. We're in a flood right now. So I don't know what services he's talking about. Uh, before we get into the details, Ike, just off the back, who won? Hardy Williams. Anthony Hardy Williams, why? I believe he was uh, firm with his answers. Uh, I believe that he stayed on the topics. And I mm -hmm. do believe uh, just from hearing, hearing him speak, it uh, seems to me that he learned his lesson from the uh, 2015 uh, election. So not necessarily that if everything he said was correct or that everything he said you agree with, you thought he gave the most compelling and confident presentation. Right. And that's what the debate is about. You know, you're not, you know, you're not really... You, you're not really going to remember too much about, you know, the answers and what they said, but you're going to remember how firm they were, how stern they were, and if they stayed on topic, a couple of things are going to stick out, and that's what happened. Yeah, I think I agree. I think um, I think Anthony Hardy gave them was the most confident uh, of the two. His 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 body language was always his. He was always standing up straight. Um, again, even if he was wrong, he was saying things of conviction. Um, he was very combative, but not too combative, whereas Alan Buckovich seemed like he took every moment he could to try and slam Kenny. Um, Alan Buckovich also, you know, was kind of leaning, leaning on the, the, the podium. It wasn't kind of, he didn't have the same kind of posture right. um, as, as Hardy Williams. Kenny, though, to his credit, had a little bit more fight in him than he has had at the past elections. When they came at him, for example, 
for taking money from Johnny Dot. He said, man, look, the, the hypocrisy up here is, is astounding. You've taken 350000 from Johnny Dot. You've taken 400000 I'm not the only dude up here who's taking money from Johnny Dot. Right. And the thing, you heard what Alan Buckowitz said, well, you know, uh, he asked Kenny, he said, are you uh, bragging about that? Or did he say, are you uh, down? Something he said to him to the effect to say, like, it's a bad thing. And Kenny mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, I'm just saying, you know, y'all saying I took money, y'all took money too. Right. So, I mean, what is it? I mean, is it a bad thing or not? Yeah. Um, there was also, of course, a little bit of shade. Uh, what Tony Williams said, uh, one of the first things he said was, well, I'm glad that you decided to join us, Mayor Kenny. <laughs> oh, it, was, uh, <laughs> it definitely was a lot of shade going on last night. Yeah. So for people who may not be familiar, Mayor Jim Kenny hasn't been showing up to some of the debates that's, that's been happening. And um, I've heard it from good sources, Ike, that he hasn't been coming, not because he is scared per se, but he feels as though when he shows up, he's given his competitors more attention and that it would be the best option for him to not go. And because if he's not there, he's not necessarily power and no one's really going to pay attention. Well, I agree. I mean, he's the champ. I mean, he's just like, he's mm-hmm. like, he's like a defendant, you know, in the courtroom, you know, the burden is on the prosecution. I mean, he's, the, mm. he doesn't have to prove his case at the end of the day. They can slander right. him, you know, they can slander him and say, you know, what, right. he, what he hasn't done. But at the end of the day, He's in a position to say, hey, if the voters believe what y'all saying, they're not going to vote for me. I believe they're going to vote for me. So that's how you feel. I think we had a little connection issue. What'd you say, uh, Ike? I said, as far as Kenny is concerned, I agree with him about not showing up. I mean, because at the end of the, yeah. at the, end of the day, he doesn't have nothing to prove. I mean, he's already the sitting mayor. So at the end of the right. day, they have to convince the voters. They have to convince the voters why they should vote for them. And it's two of them, so they're going to take votes from each other at the end of the day. Mm. Right, it's his race to lose. Right. So they can keep slandering him. Like I said, they can slander him and you know say what he hasn't done. But at the end of the day, men lie, women lie, the members don't. The voters are going to come out, and they're going to have the last uh, say. Yeah. Are, are you leaning towards a particular candidate this go-around? No. So in the in the primary, you're not supporting either either another uh, uh, three. No, really. Why would I? And is that because you're voting Republican? I'm not voting Republican Party, Democratic Party. I don't have any faith in any mayoral candidate in Philadelphia. So this is is this breaking news? Ike Raw, you're sitting out of the 2019 election. As far as the mayors are concerned. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of races that I won't be partaking in. I mean, I don't vote just to vote, Flood. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't vote just to say, hey, you got to do it. No, if I don't believe in you, I'm not giving you my vote. That's like giving you my money. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get the vote from somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, if you were going to vote, well, let me rephrase the question. You're not voting in any for the mayoral election, but out of the candidates presented, who has been the most compelling to you so far? So far, uh, believe it or not, I, w- I would say... I would have to lean towards Party Hardy Williams. Party Hardy Williams. Yes. Why? Because, like I said before, it just seems like you know he seems like he learned this lesson from the last campaign. He's not. It doesn't seem he doesn't look uh, as confident, you know, in 2015 because a lot of people, mm. you know, I was watching the, you know, the race as well. So, mm-hmm. and that race was just like, I'm a black man. That's my city. I got this person mm-hmm. backing me. This person, I'm going to win. But no, and then he, mm-hmm. was, he was in for rude awakening. So. Kitty whipped his ass. Absolutely. Absolutely. Spanked him. Put it. Spanked him. <laughs> Take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now it seems like he's learned his lesson. You know, people, you know, he has certain people backing him now that didn't back him before. 
he don't he doesn't well so far he doesn't have certain people backing him now that backed him before. So we're gonna see how that play out as well. So you, know I mean? you sound like my you sound like Arthur Griffin, uh Art, who said, you know, you know, maybe a week after Tony Williams began the campaign, he was like, Flood, this guy's running a different race. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't this isn't this this isn't Tony Williams from twenty fifteen. And and for those who may not be familiar, Anthony Heidi Williams was among four or five Democratic primary contenders vowing to be uh, the next mayor of Philadelphia to replace Mike Nutter. Jim Kinney entered the race late and became the immediate forerunner and won the race um, uh, by over, I think, in the landslide, getting more than half of the vote. Um, the, the, it seemed like he was elected with a mandate uh, in 2015, uh, Jim Kinney was, and he won, you know, uh, you know on some degree, if not completely, on his promise to end, stop, and frisk. Uh, the reality is now, Ike, is if you've seen, you know, the black clergy and others who had supported Kenny, they all back in Williams now. What does that tell you about how the black community is perceiving Kenny? And, and are you among those who are disappointed in him? Well, I, I've been disappointed, you know, with Mary Kenny. You know, and for the record, there's two things I've been disappointed with Mary Kenny. And you know what those two things are, Flood. I do. The, right. The first thing is that he said, just like you just brought up. He ran on, I'm going to stop, you know, stop and frisk. A lot of, like I keep telling people, that got a lot of black people out to vote because we know stop and frisk is a cause for a lot of black men and women being killed by police, being stopped by police, being frisked and molested and stuff like that, being mm-hmm. embarrassed in the streets. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we're going to go get behind this white man who said, you know, I'm going to stand up for the black community and have these officers stop doing this to y'all. So, of course, people are going to vote for him. Here we are three years and some change later, and the same things, if not worse, is going on. So why should the black community get behind him? You know, that's how I feel. So, like, as I was saying, you know, Kenny had a coalition that elected him. Uh, Williams didn't the first time. Uh, there's there's definitely some people coming out for Williams that, 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 that are not only people that are respecting the community, but people who supported Kenny the first time. I can't overstate. The fact that when I went to see the black clergy endorsement, how many people who I recognize from supporting Kenny, Mark Tyler, uh, 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 Pastor Mother Bethel among them, who, who are now on the team, the team Tony train. If, if Kenny gets elected, which he is reelected, which is very much likely to do, how does he win back those black community members who, who are so disillusioned by him, who are so disappointed in everything from the soda tax to potholes to stop and frisk? He doesn't have to. And I, I probably would put, you know, I don't know, potholes and stop and frisk are probably tied for number one uh, position right now. But, but what, 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 what should he do? He doesn't have to do anything. Mm. They've already shown, you know, where they want to place their alliance. So, you know, they stood with Williams. If William lose, like we all think he's going to, Kenny's going to be the mayor again. So, you know, y'all didn't endorse me. So what, what do y'all want me to do for y'all? That's how that's going to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, what, what do you think? I think that you know, four years is a long time <laughs> to to have no access to city hall to be no relationship with the chief executive and his administration. Um, if you really want to get some things done, whether it's have speaking at your town hall, your graduation, something, you're going to have some relationship. And if you spent the last six months dogging him, as some people have been publicly doing, then you're you're you're, you're putting yourself on the out. Now, some people don't need the mayor for shit. But if you're if you are 
a nonprofit, you're running a nonprofit, or you're a journalist, and you need sources, you need to talk to them. If you spent the last five months trashing them, you know, but at the same time, Kenny, being the mayor, may want to get some initiatives done. He may want to, uh, you know, expand, rebuild, or in some way, or, or need to be in the community, you know, and, and if he has does not have those relationships, you know, somebody gets shot, for example, by the police, and they have an individual, he may want to come be able to speak but if you pissed off members of the black community you don't have that access anymore flood you you're not listening to me okay you can't win a third term right once he wins the second term i mean he doesn't have to show up to speak if, if, if somebody somebody he's not he doesn't have to do anything once no he doesn't once mm-hmm. his four years is up it's up he but i think it. kenny is one of those people ike that wants to come out and speak i think genuinely he's a nice guy i think he wants to be engaged no i agree I agree with you saying, but what I'm saying to you is that just like you just said, when people are taking this time to bash the man and, you know, saying, well, he didn't do this. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. We don't want to stand with him no more. He's not a good mayor. He shouldn't be mayor again. We don't need him. Then all of a sudden he's mayor again. Right. So what are you going to say? Are, are you going to say, well, we, we have to talk. We have to know the time to talk was before you wanted to bash me. Right. Right. Okay. I see. So you think he should hold the grudge? <laughs> no, no, he shouldn't hold a grudge. But I'm, we're just talking real. He shouldn't hold yeah. a grudge, but he can. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You can see. That's the that's 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 the thing about life. You have to make decisions. Sometimes we have to make hard decisions, and there are repercussions and consequences that come with those decisions that we make. So yeah. at at the end of the day, we got to be real with each other. Fair enough. So let's get real. The part of the the part of the debate that that stuck out to me the most, and I I wrote about it today. Here's a warning. Here's a moment of um, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> there's, oh, a piece, there's, there's a piece entitled Engrading the Police Commissioner, Kenny and Williams Mystify. You can read that at facebook.com slash the real TBO Inc. Or if you are like me and Ike and you have team iPhone, team iPad, you can add technical line to your Apple News Reader and read it that way. So at one point during the debate, Ike, they were asked to give the police commissioner a grade. It was a lightning round, so they had to go boom, boom, boom. Alan Buckovitz gives Richard Ross a C. Mayor Kinney gives Richard Ross an A. And Senator Tony Williams refuses to, res- to answer the question, citing the fact that in 2015, when he remarked about the police commissioner that contributed to his loss, we could debate whether that's true or not. But an A? As I wrote, no, almost no police official can get an A in American policing. You know what I mean? There's just way too much room for improvement. But in a city like Philadelphia, where you have the marijuana top and frisk racial disparities, the homicides are increasing. The 60 percent, and this will speak more to you and what your work do. Sixty percent of homicides in twenty eighteen that were investigated weren't solved. All well, those things, and you give the police commissioner an A. To me, Kenny was either lying, or it proves how out of touch he is with the reality. And I believe that he's lying. He just didn't want to be honest and say, well, you know, Richard could improve. Again, and then you got a police commissioner who flubbed the Starbucks arrest in 2018, who became a global embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's why, you know, um, the black clergy is not standing by Mary Kitty. He gave Richard Ross an A, and we just talked about the Starbucks mm. thing. The black clergy was front and center with the whole Starbucks situation. So mm-hmm. that all ties in. But, you know, we're not going to get into all that right now. But <laughs> I, here, 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 here's the deal, man. 
Richard Ross, me, I would grade Richard Ross. I would give Richard Ross a, a fucking D minus. Wow. And you like Richard Ross. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's my guy. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> he, he, he he's the boss. So at the end I would have given him a C minus. A C minus? Yeah. Wow, that's shocking. Because because I think he's been satisfactory. I don't think he's been terrible. I think there could have been a lot worse. I think he does care. I think he's a genuine human being. But he is not pursuing the racial disparities in policing the way he needs to. And he, he has troubles acknowledging the culture of white supremacy that is long-lasting and long-standing in the culture of American policing. That's built into the fabric of American policing. So when, 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 to give him a D would, would say that he's, he's basically a, almost a failure and, and, and shows very little progress. I think a C is fair. He's satisfactory. He's not great, but he's not awful. No. Wow. Listen, at the end of the day, here we go. Uh, he, uh, you know, like I said, he has a lot of officers, you know, to oversee. And sometimes when these incidents happen, you know, he doesn't come out and speak, you know, like he should. You know, some of, some of these officers, like we know, he can fire, he can feel like he want to fire an officer, he can fire him, but, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to get the job back. That's out of his hands. We're not talking about, you know, stuff right. like that. Right. But, you know, it can more can be done as far as in the police department with him because it's like I say, you a black man, you from the city, Ross. Come mm. on, man. I remember Captain Ross from back in the day, anytime the homicides back out southwest, <laughs> yeah, he's come out with the little coat on with the hat and all that. I'm like, yo, Ross gonna get his man. I mean, did he make commissioner? So I mean, so he know what it take to run this city, man. So that's why I say D minus. Like I'm saying, when he do the little interviews after the murder, I, I see the concern in his face. I'm saying we know how it go, but at the end of the day, come on, Ross, man, you know what it is, man. So Kenny gonna give him an A because at the end of the day, that's his guy. Like I'm saying, he need the police back and the, the police going back the current mayor. They're not going back somebody that's running against the mayor. I mean, that would be foolish. Yeah. Why, why, why would the police uh, say, well, we're going to endorse Williams or Buckley? That's that's stupid. Mm -hmm. they, they, they're they going to endorse the current mayor because they know he's going to win again. Mm -hmm. Now, the FOP, they, they didn't do their – they did endorsements already? The FOP? Yeah. Yeah, they already endorsed Kenny. Okay. I I think I, I'm not sure. I yeah, I don't they, think they did. I haven't heard anything, but it could have been that they not happy with him either. It was just like we sitting this one out. Oh, did that, it might have been Larry. Was that Larry? Larry endorsed Kenny. Yes. Show him on the FOP. I know Larry did too. I don't know. I ain't here for you. We gotta check into that. Well, speaking of Larry, he was a question at yesterday's um, debate, which I found to be interesting. They asked him. They asked the three candidates, "Do you think Larry Krasner is soft on crime? And if so, as mayor, what would you do about it?" What were we going to say? None of them could give you a straight answer. Mm -hmm. They well, always try one, to throw my guy under the bus. Well, man. That was the thing. For one, I thought it was throwing them on the bus. For yeah. two, I'm thinking the district attorney is an, an independently elected official. It doesn't matter what the DA, uh, the mayor thinks about what he's doing, right. really. And why are you saying he's soft on crime? I mean, I, I, you know, just in the last year, I've seen him you know, take down major drug uh, pens and uh, drug kings in Kensington. Mass arrests in Grace Ferry. Uh, um, you could probably speak more to that because, uh, but that those when they arrested like twenty people in Grace Ferry connected to these homicides, uh -huh. uh, going after the pharmaceutical industry. There's different types of crime. I think, to me, when they say soft on crime, they're really saying soft on the niggas. Yeah, they bring up the two stories. You know, as far as the two brothers, did they get the dust right. they killed, killed the Sergeant mm -hmm. Robert Wilson and the black man who shot the, uh, I think it was Vietnamese or something up there in Southwest with the AK mm, or something mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what they're talking about. Those two cases, they bring those two cases up. So, I mean, we, we got to understand that 
since Larry's been in office, man, look at how many innocent people been free from prison, mm. man. I mean, I've never seen nothing like this. Yeah. You know, yeah. since I mean, really, you gotta look at this, man. All these dudes that have been telling people for years, I didn't do this. I didn't do Roger King, vicious, dirty, crooked DA. He should not be resting in peace right now. And at the end of the day, he got a lot of people in jail, man. Have been away from their families, man. Ruined their lives for decades, man. Like that, like this is real, man. These people yeah. been saying this for years, man. And people wasn't listening to him, man. So, mm. uh, like, like, like all all this about oh, Larry soft on crime. He's making right. What these other DAs ain't been doing, like we say all the time, man. Like, of course, you can't give somebody, you know what I mean? You can't give everybody life in prison. You can't give everybody the death penalty. Understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, man, like, they understand. Every case is a case-by-case basis. Larry, like we talked about this before, Larry don't sign off for every case. Oh, I'm going to make sure every person that gets a deal in Philadelphia, my signature is on the deal. I know about every deal. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, people Mm -hmm. crazy, man. They really got to just start... Acting stupid and stop trying to follow the trend of everybody just want to pick on Larry, man. Leave Larry alone. Well, I also think that for the longest time, people have looked at um, the prosecutor's office, the DA's office, as it has to be punitive. And Larry, uh, uh, Alan Buckovitz kind of alluded to that yesterday when he he implied that that, that Larry Krasner acts as a public defender and said that the, the DA's office has to be adversarial and that that adversarial role is necessary in. I think that people forget that the, the, the job of a DA in the DA's office is, is a duality. It's supposed to prosecute the guilty and protect the innocent. And for far too long in Philadelphia, all we prosecute the guilty and prosecute the innocent. We did very little protection. Right. I mean, you see you see the outcome of it now, man. That's why that the, the murder rate in the city play a lot in that, too. Everybody want to blame Larry while he saw phone crime. That's why, man, the murder rate go back before Larry got in the office, man. It's mm-hmm. been like this. Mm-hmm. But and- I, it began ticking up in 2017 when he when he was getting there and he just got elected. Right, right. So now when people saying the gun control, they ask they ask about gun. The only thing they want to say, well, we got to shut down the gun houses. Oh, we got to shut down the cars and selling guns out the trunks. Like, come on, man. Like, do these people really got a clue what's going on in this city, man? No, I, I think they just like to recite talking points and you know what they heard on TV or what they heard in the barbershop or whatever. Man, what the pastor is telling them. Flood, it's the people that look just like me and you with the guns in our houses, man. Like they know how it go. We know how it is, man. It's our culture. Yeah, you can, mm. you, can you, yeah, you could, you could, you, you could bring your boyfriend in the house. Y'all can go upstairs and have sex in my house. He can hide his gut up there, as long as y'all give me some money to get, so I can get, I can get high and all that. I'll be back later. Watch the kids. We know how it go. Come on, man. So at the end of the day, we gotta start taking responsibility, man. Like I say all the time, man. Yeah. Can't blame anybody else, especially the politicians. So listen, I wonder what uh, 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 the another part of the debate that was interesting was the, the conversation about safe injection sites. Mayor Kenny's the only one on the stage. Who's oh gosh, <laughs> uh, that, that was a mess. That was a mess, right? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 uh what stuck out to you about that? Because not, both both Hardy Williams and Buckman said there's no way to legally inject heroin or safely inject heroin, and that right that, that's really that's really an oxymoron to say safe injection site. Right, it is, and, and that's what we've been saying. From the beginning, we talked about this when we was on, you know, the unnamed station. But at the end of the day, how are you going to safely inject how You can't. How, what do you mean? So basically what you're saying is, let's just call it what it is. We want you to get high. We're just going to have this place here where if you happen to o- overdose, we have somebody here who can help you. Mm. Because we don't want to keep coming out to these houses and these, you know, vacant lots and these, you know, alleyways, getting these bodies out the streets. So we'd rather y'all die here. 
so we could just take y'all here and do what we got to do. That's mm -hmm. what it's really about. Mm -hmm. And just like they said, all the cops in Toronto that got to stand around these places because so many drug dealers down there, you got 40, 50 cops that could be out solving crimes, out doing real crime and all that. And they got to be around this safe injection site? Come on, man. So there's nothing no one can tell you to convince you that this is a good idea, that this could work? Man, fuck no. <laughs> fuck they won't tell right, me, man. Enough. It's drugs, bro. It's drugs. They get high. Like, come on, man. We, we know what it is because it's, it's it's a lot of white people that do that shit. But it's black people, yeah. too, that die. I got it's a lot black of, people, too. I got a lot of family members that die from uh, overdose from heroin. And they black. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you're black, white, green, yellow. I don't give a fuck what color you is, man. You you legally doing legal drugs. Like, how the fuck can you? That don't even sound right. Yeah, my my issue with it is that, you know, this these safe injection sites in reality will allow the drug user to purchase an illegal drug and use them safely while the police department arrests the drug dealer. And we talked about that too, but so we don't like the drug dealer who, who's who more than likely not is going to be black, black, or Puerto Rican, or brown, right, right, brown. And then the person they sell the drugs to gets to go shoot up the drugs in a protected, right. It, 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 that, that's not justice to me. Fucking Amy with blue eye, fucking Amy could come down and buy fucking heroin from Jose or fucking Boo Boo and go shoot it the fuck up and die. And then they get locked the fuck up because she died at the safe injection site. But y'all seen her get the motherfucking dope from them. Mm. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Come on, Flood. <laughs> were there any other parts? Because I know we're having a little bit of connection issue. So I want to get through. Is, were there any other parts of the debate that stuck out to you that you want to give some uh, some to? Well, I, the, the part that stuck out to me was when Buckovitz kept trying to say that, you know, Kenny was in the office when the thing, whole thing came about the money and Kenny was trying to... Yes, like, I'm glad Buckovitz. you brought that up. Like, see, here's the thing about Island. Island, if you listen, I know you're going to listen to this, somebody in your team, somebody, Island, just stop it. Like, just stop, because you look like a little fucking runt up there. You can't, you barely can see you behind a fucking podium. You're leaning on the fucking podium. You look like a little kid that just kept getting mad and just, you're foaming at the mouth and you're stuttering mm. on your words. And just stop it, man. You just, you're not built for this shit. Let mm. Kenny, let Kenny and Party Hardy rumble this shit out. And mm -hmm. we see him, we see him in November, man. But mm -hmm. leave, go do something else, Buckovitz. You, you, and and the, the crazy part about that, I get, was Buckovitz was the one who opened up the investigation into Desiree Peter Gundell, the former city representative who uh, is special advisor to Mayor Nutter, who pled guilty last week to uh, misappropriating funds from the mayor's fund. That was Buckovitz's investigation. And you see, even last night, he took credit for it, but then couldn't remember which mayor was, right. <laughs> was in office at the time. Because he's so fucking incompetent that he was, mm. just, he was just so hyped to just want to say, in the back of his mind, like, yeah, that's right, they don't know. I broke this investigation. And he thinking, like, oh, no, he was the mayor. He wasn't the mayor, idiot. Mm-hmm. And Kenny looked at him, he's like, dude, I was in city council. What are you talking about? And that thing just gave Kenny more votes because Kenny, <laughs> that, Kenny, you he see, made him look stupid. Right. Kenny's so arrogant. You know, that's how that's why I fucks with Kenny because the arrogance, he just know like I'm gonna win again. Just like you see that when he was remember I told you about that job when I woke up that morning, he was on that little show on channel six or whatever, and he was talking mm. to the chick. She said, well, what if you don't win? He said, I'll go do something else. Bye, see you later. <laughs> she said, well, you know, they say uh, Hardy Williams said mm -hmm. he's going to get in the race. What if he gets I mean, you can look at Kenny's face and his body language towards this whole debate process, this whole campaign process. He's like, look, I'll take it or leave it. Yeah. It ain't that big of a deal. I'm 60-something, 60 61 years old now. I don't need this. 
That's why you're not showing up. Just like you said, <laughs> like, like I'm a rock star. If I, that's how I be feeling. I'm like, you wrong. I'm not showing up to your shit. If I show up to your shit, that's more pub for you. Fuck out of here. I'm not showing mm. up to your bullshit. Fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not showing up. You want to debate? You want to see me, man? See me on, see me on my turf. Fuck yeah, out of here. I ain't gonna keep showing up with y'all. That fuck out of here. Motherfuckers crazy, but Kenny going win, man. Like, shout, yeah. But shout out to everybody that's supporting um Party Hardy Williams, man. But, yeah, um, Buckovitz, he I just stop it, man. Just like, come on, this he got cheap suits on, he looking crazy. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe he's saying it's this. crazy, man. He's just, I was just so disgusted watching him last oh, night, my man. Goodness. Because let me tell you something about Alan Buckovitz, man. The, for the last couple months, and people know behind the scenes, I'll be showing up to these little events and all that, like, and it's always him there with the bullshit. Like, he always mm. there trying to talk to the youth, talk to the like, motherfucker. And I'm telling him, like, oh, you're not gonna show back up and commit. Don't, don't be out here telling my and the people know I'm not lying because they know I'll be coming to these events. And he, I, off my hand, I can name about four events, flood, in the last couple months. I've seen him out on the low. Like, wow. come on, man, you don't really care. You just trying to be here, take pictures and all that. You got the phone out. I ain't with that stupid shit. Get out of here. And who are you talking about? Alan Buckovitz. Really? Yeah. They know. I get wrong, yeah. lying. Come yeah. on, man. Fuck out it of really here. is. I mean, I think if we're being honest, we're, it's really a two-man race. It is between Hardy and... You no, know, very few people I talk to are taking uh, uh, Alan Buckovitz seriously. Not at all, man. I said that. Remember when he was trying to get on the joint with us? I'm, I'm, come on, man. I ain't... Look, come on, dog. This shit crazy. He ain't got a fucking chance, man. Yeah, like, and honestly, it. I don't even think he's got it. I don't even think he's been endorsed by anybody for the mayor's race. Right. Who's endorsed him? Like, he's just going. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You, you're just going around doing what? Like, what is you doing? You're just going around just mad at Kenny. Oh, mm. no, he ain't do this. Oh, no, the school board. Oh, the potholes. Oh, 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 oh. Like, what are you talking about? Now, now, to be fair, these potholes are out of control in this city. Well, fix them. Do like the little young boy did. Go buy some shit from Home Depot. Fix the pothole. Y'all keep complaining about the fucking pothole. Fix them. <laughs> Fuck out I almost, I almost broke my neck trying to ride uh, down Christian uh, Chestnut Street the other day. Those holes, and it was raining. Those holes were so big. I was like, this, these are like craters on the moon. But I don't put all that on Kenny, right? I mean, there's the streets departments. There's your councilmen. But at the end of the day, you know, people ex- expect basic city services to be fulfilled. Trash getting picked up on time. They're scared of the council fulfilled. people. They won't go down there and talk to the council people crazy like that. Mm. They're scared of the council people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're the council people. Them the ones you got to go right to. Like, Flood, you know, you don't make calls to council people. They mm-hmm. send people right out. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. But they want to make it a big thing and blame somebody else because you really know where the problem at. You're scared to face who you really got to face. And that's the problem with us as blacks. You know what I'm saying? We scared to face our own people, so we want to blame it on the white motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you got this black motherfucker here who can help you out, but you don't want to ask them or make them do their job, so you want to blame the white man. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's some bullshit. Hello again, everyone. Flood the Drummer here. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ike Raw. He definitely isn't shy to share his opinion, and that's why I love having him as a guest. Ike Raw is the host of Unsolved Murders in Philly with Ike Raw, so you can look him up on Facebook and Instagram, and please support his movement. You can also follow him on Twitter at Ike Raw 1977. As for me, you can follow me across social media at Flood the Drummer. Please subscribe to Drumming for Justice wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to support this independent media venture, visit anchor.fm slash flood the drummer slash support. That's anchor.fm slash flood the drummer slash support 
to make a monthly pledge. Well, that's all I have for you today. Until next time, I'm Flood the Drummer, and I'm drumming for justice. Thanks for listening.